You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. In a way, we go. Welcome into Purple Access. Actually, uh, every Thursday, of course, we rotate uh, between Tyler Fornis of Vikings Wire and Chip Scoggins, my good friend from the Star Tribune, and it's a chipper Thursday. Uh, Roscoe also along, and uh, chipper, let's start here. Combine's next week. Things are starting, the speculation is starting to heat up. What is your current state, your opinion, I guess, of where things stand with the Vikings quarterback Um uh, decision potentially because I feel yeah. I feel like you are in the eye of the quarterback hurricane and all around you speculation is blowing <laughs> guys are you know left and right it's going to be JJ McCarthy it might be Jaden Daniels no it's going to be Kirk Cousins no they're going to go get a bridge guy what is your current assessment of the state of the quarterback situation in Minnesota um without being in the room it feels kind of uh, I don't know if chaotic is the right word. Is chaotic the right word Definitely unsettled, yeah. right? It um, could be chaotic. I still think, you know, the interesting thing um, that I don't think anybody has gleaned from this is what is Kirk willing to do? What's he willing to accept? Um, is he willing to accept two years? Because I don't think that was uh, part of his game plan this, you know, this time last year. Uh and so is, is the injury, is the year older, will that change his thinking in terms of, you know, long-term versus, you know, two-year? If he's willing to accept a two-year, I think he, uh, I think the Vikings will, will re-sign him. Because you, you're, you're probably going to have to guarantee him, what, the two years, right? If he goes, if he's insistent on three years, I would move along. I just, I, I wouldn't be willing to commit to three years. So without knowing like what in his mind he's looking for, or is, is it, you know, I guess everything's a negotiation, but if he's adamant about uh, a longer term deal or at least longer than two years, I, I think the, the Vikings will move on down the road to plan B. Do you fully guarantee two years? I think you have to, right? Well, but that's my sort of breaking point is I think you guarantee a year and and I'm not saying he doesn't get a second year. I'm just saying yeah. fully fully guaranteed for a second year. Like that's where I think you get I think it's that's a where he a, may yeah. yeah, exactly. Balk. That's where he may budge because he's like cuz then he'll think, "Well, this is basically a one-year deal then, right?" Correct. <laughs> but it needs we'll to have that ability, doesn't it? Um I don't know that it necessarily has to, that you have to get out from underneath his contract after one year. I think two years is fine. I would not go to three years. Okay. I, I would not do that. Um, ideally, you do one year, uh, you, you guarantee him one year, and then you, you draft a, a quarterback. 
and then you can and then you can pivot after one year. I just don't know that Cousins is going to agree to that, and maybe that will be a holdup. You know, because um, I, I I think both Quasi and, and Kevin would certainly sign off on one year just to get things back. You know, because this is an important year for them, right? I don't year disagree. three. I don't disagree. Um, yes, and I don't I know. I wouldn't quibble with with the second year, Judd. The third year, I would. Okay, so I'm going to throw a curveball, a fly into the ointment of this because <laughs> because there is a report out in recent days that I think has a interesting um, a- angle to it, okay? Uh-huh. Let's just say for a second that what Mike Florio is reporting in Pro Football Talk is for sure accurate, and that is that the Vikings are not balking at Justin Jefferson's price. They are balking about the fact that Jefferson Camp wants full guarantees beyond one year. Now, according to Florio, and I don't recall this, but I guess I'm not surprised, the Vikings have an organizational philosophy or rule about not giving out fully guaranteed contracts beyond one year, two positions, except for when they made the exception in 18 for Kirk Cousins. Correct. Um, and, And we all know that the Vikings definitely guarantee money into future years, but fully is a different story. Yeah. Here's what I don't get how you can rectify. If you're the Vikings and Kirk says, I got to have two years fully guaranteed. And the Vikings say, you know what? Okay. You beat us down, you win. But then the Jefferson camp says, hold on a second here. We're your best player. And you're telling us that you have a rule that you won't do this, except for you just did this for a 36 year old soon to be 36 year old coming off an Achilles. I think that puts a, a real dagger in the relationship with Jefferson. So that's where I think yeah. it gets e- even more intriguing if indeed all of it plays out. Do you, if you're the team though, do you go back and say he's our best player? Uh, you know, everything he means, but the quarterback position is just a different animal in, in football. For a, for a star quarter, for a, for like a star top 10 for sure, QB, I think you might. It's Kirk Cousins, though. He's going to turn yeah. thir- 36. His Achilles burst. Um, I think that's a real hard one to draw a line in the sand on Justin, who is, by the way, one of the best players in the entire league. Like, this is yeah. where it's – you're not talking about a good player. You're talking about a great player. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah, he was a top-five player uh, in the NFL uh, by players voting that, right? So, yeah, it's <laughs> – if they're adamant about that, and and, and, I, and I don't mind the organization saying we can't guarantee, you know, a five-year contract to, oh, you know. 100%. One year, I think you do that because it's Justin Jefferson. Uh, beyond that, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with the, the team saying, you know, it's as much as players I always tend to side with players on these things because their, their career span is so short that they need to get as much money as they can. I understand because of the nature of the sport that it's just impossible to guarantee fully guaranteed contracts. So even for someone as great as Jefferson. Right. Um, huh. I have to think about that, Judd, because, yeah, the the Jefferson negotiations or talks or whatever you want to call them have not been contentious at all to this point. Everything he's said has been – I mean, we've had no sense of acrimony now. That might change the longer this goes – Along and closer you get to training camp, and if he if he is insistent on getting more than one year guaranteed money, 
But are you setting a bad precedent if you allow Kirk to do one thing and him to do another contract wise? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's just the, you know, it's, it's an interesting thought. I mean, but, it, but it's, I keep coming back to just the difference in position. And even you could say, yeah, it's not Kirk, you know, Kirk Cousins, not Mahomes or Burrow or Josh Allen, but um, he's also, you know, uh, he's not at the lower end of quarterbacks either, you know. So I don't know. That's a tricky one. I'd have to think about that more. But, uh, you know, if I was reading Seifert's piece today where uh, Jefferson's kind of left crumbles and morsels of hints throughout the, you know, the offseason of his interviews where uh, he's made it clear he wants to be paid – a record amount for a non uh, quarterback. So yes. Oh, he wants to break the bank. And, but, but I yeah. think the Florio thing is spot on because since these talks began and chip, it's pretty well, well known that I think a, a lot of people expected that before the Vikings opened against Tampa Bay last September, a contract would get done, which by the way, is how the Vikings yeah. operate. Like we've Typically, seen that yeah. how many times now? And well, well that I would say, the previous regime, yeah. this re- regime has not, you know, we don't have a track record on them yet, really, right? Right, but the Wilfs, I, but I'm saying yes. like the Wilfs, I, yeah, the Wilfs ownership, correct? Yes. The thing that made it, the thing that that made it intriguing for me is I, I've had a tough time believing that the Vikings are balking at price tag. Like we, like I think the price tag, it's gonna be, it's gonna be around, it's gonna be more than Tyree Kill gets, right? Yes, it's gonna yeah, be probably sure. close to or just above Bosa. what Bosa gets. And is it's that not gonna be five. Is that uh, thirty-five, yes. Judd? Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the the AAV on Hill is thirty. Yeah, and he's the highest paid receiver in the receiver. league. Bosa th- thirty-five. But my point is, like, it's gonna be around there. Um, and I had a hard time believing that there was some like huge gap of no, we got to get 40 or something like that. This makes the most sense as far as a hang up or hiccup that it's actually, it's structured. You always had to believe it was structure, right? So we know that now. Now here's the thing with Justin that I find intriguing despite his position so far. And I've been wrong about this. Like this has changed before. So just for now, yeah, I don't, sense diva like he is i don't no, know why no. but he seems to be very patient seems to be very much live and let live but i think he definitely is headstrong and so i don't know that this is going to get acrimonious i think it could just come to an end here if the sides agree they can agree well yeah i mean he's uh i think everybody loves his personality and kind of how he approaches the job but he also understands his value he correct <laughs> If, if you look at the quotes that he had in Seifert's piece, he's like, hey, I'm doing things, putting up numbers that are pretty historic here that haven't been done. And so, uh, and he has representation <laughs> that are going to, you know, uh, you know, want to break the bank too. So, um, you know, if, 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 if he, if he's saying, uh, you know, I want multiple years guaranteed because Kirk get multiple years guaranteed. I just don't know that, um, that the, the Vikings can say, well, we better only guarantee Kirk one. Cause I, do you think Kirk would come back for only one guaranteed year? No, I don't think he would. Either. And I think there's a very good, good chance. Kirk is not back now, regardless. Yeah. I don't, I, uh, I don't know if anything in my mind has pivoted off that unless, unless he is just 
uh, he's not interested in a two-year deal uh, if, if he wants longer than that. And I just, you know, at that point, I'm fine with two again, Jed. I, you know, I know that may sound a little wishy-washy, but um, because at some point you got to turn it over and start anew, right. and this might be the best draft class to do. But I, I don't think that precludes them from taking a, a quarterback in this draft, whether it's McCartney or McCarthy or trying to trade up and get Jane Daniels. I, I don't think you're going to. Daniels is going to go, what, three probably? Who know, I, I don't know at this point. I've seen more. I I think the combine is going to help a lot. Because there's yes, going to be more smoke mirrors. That it's going to be, uh, you know, well, more. Two weeks ago, I, I would have said that I think it does go Williams, May, Daniels. Yeah. Not so sure now. And, but here, here's the thing as far as like the smoke uh, goes and as far as the, the um, misinformation campaign goes. Yeah. Right now, you can make a pretty good case that it's out there that Daniels and May are falling. Not both of them, but one. But it depends on who you listen to. So yeah. so I'm growing more and more skeptical as to what the truth is here, which is not surprising. Um, well, And McCarthy it, it, sounds like he's going up. And that's the thing. is like teams or whatever are going to put – that fall in love with one of these guys. or well, They're going to put out so much misinformation to make it sound like – Absolutely. You know, a guy had a bad workout or they're not interested in him just to – there's going to be so because there's so many quarterbacks that are uh, first round potential. There's going to be so much subterfuge going on this before the draft. It's probably unlike any that we've seen here in recent memory because there's just this many quarterbacks right. and, and quarterback uh, needy teams. So, you know, I, I I'm going to try to tune out the rising and falling stuff because it's like, where's it coming from? Like, is that? Why now? Why is he rising or falling now? Like he hasn't played a game. He hasn't done. Right, you're not playing games. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I know. Um, so I, to the original point, I, I still think if you had two years and you, and you can get your quarterback, um, if, you, if it's McCarthy, if they fall in love with him, I, I would. This is a very important time for Kevin O'Connell because mm-hmm. we know even going back to the Rams, he loves to. He loves to go to all the workouts and break down all the film and all the quarterbacks, and he creates a you know, a catalog, so to speak, because I think he keeps it right. Just in case three years from now or four, you know, whenever in the future, quarterbacks wouldn't become available. Um, But his evaluation has got to be massive in this whole thing. Right. And, you know, he's not the the only voice in there, but he's the expert voice. He's the most important one. He's the most important. So, I mean, I, I can't imagine just how important these next two months are for him in shaping Although you're going to have to have a Cousins decision before. And does sticking draft. with Kirk help him or actually put more pressure? Because if you bring Kirk back, I think there's a higher expectation of what 2024 oh, should be about. Well, if you bring Kirk back, you're coming back to be a playoff team. I mean, yeah, you're not bringing him back. At and let's say you're not. In. Well, then that's a that's a problem. I'd rather <laughs> buy myself time with a new quarterback, wouldn't you? If if the Wilfs are on board with that. if If the... If they can convince, because this is year three, and and it's not like their contracts up after this year, but you want some you want some clarity with ownership that like, hey, we're going to start over at quarterback. I mean, we've seen examples where it doesn't have to be a, a rebuild or a struggle. I mean, C.J. Stroud just look what they did. Yep. But there's a good chance that guy might struggle, and you might have to go through some growing pains, and it might not be um, all smooth. And so, 
that that has to start at the very top and and making sure you have that uh a little more patience um but but it, but just in terms of getting it right whether it's this year or two years from now if they resign Kirk and turn it over i mean this is you know you can't you can't miss on this quarterback or you know we want to go through that again <laughs> they they've done that a lot this is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. I agree completely. Yes, Roscoe, go ahead. Uh, first off, boys, happy misinformation season to both yes. of you. Oh, I love and, this time of year. And to all right. who celebrate. It, <laughs> no, it truly is a great time of year because the speculation is great. And then we'll all find out two months from now how much of it was real, how much of it wasn't real. Okay, a couple things uh, on Quasi and uh, Kevin O'Connell. This will define their tenure with the Minnesota Vikings. These next two to three months will. If they get it right and it results in wins next year and long term, they'll both be around for a while. If they're not, they won't be here much longer in the realm of the NFL, probably a year or two. On Justin Jefferson specifically, what is your guy's worry level that a deal won't get done and at some point he's playing for another team or they feel like we're not going to get there, we have to move on from him and get whatever we can get? I don't feel that at all. I think if we're just arguing over structure or negotiating over structure, they'll get there. I, I really do. I don't think that there's much to worry about at this point, but we also know these things can turn on a dime. But to Judd's point, I don't think we're dealing with the diva. I think we're largely dealing with somebody who will want to be here as long as the Vikings pony up. And at some point, I think they'll reach a deal. But is there a worry level that this thing could fall off at any point? I don't have a worry right now. Um, I just think he's so important to the organization that they'll figure out the structure. Structure. They'll fi- figure out the money. Uh, I, I don't. I don't foresee this as uh, something that would create a divorce. We've seen it in the past with you know players, but I just don't. I don't sense this is uh, the case. And you know, there's been talk about JJ wants this quarterback or that or what. You I don't know, think that matters. I, I don't buy that for one second. No. I mean, if you lay out a contract that's going to make him happy, he'll play with whoever the quarterback he is. I mean, it's it's about the contract. So, but I don't at this point. I don't. I don't really see this as a something like the sky's falling. So I, I can for sure not refute the Florio report. Like I, I don't recall it being, but the guaranteed contracts in the sport are so rare. So like I yeah. didn't know that the Vikings had a rule. Because they've guaranteed cash into future years before a thousand times, but it's true. You know, you don't. You just in this league don't get a lot of fully get guaranteed or multiple years mm-hmm. guaranteed contracts. So Florio's probably right. My worry is this. My worry is if the Vikings really do have a line in the sand here, and let's say more importantly though, the league does too. You know, when the Vikings signed the Cousins contract in eighteen, I think they got a lot of blowback. And the league's like, what are you doing? You're gar- you're fully we don't do that here. You know, that's not what that's not what the billionaires club does. Uh so if the Vikings are gonna now have a problem with this, 
I think it could get contentious. I think it'll get contentious behind the scenes more, though. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think JJ's going to air this out. Um, I But here's, here's where my concern dovetails in, and I think it's legit. This needs to get done at some point soon because the price is only going up. Yeah. Like, like that's the, the, the addendum onto this, these discussions is going to be, okay, it's now July and -and so-and-so got paid. So now it's just gone up and gone up and gone up. So I would just for, just for everyone's head to hit the pillow at night for sweet (laughs) dreams to occur. I would like to see this ironed out ASAP in one way or another. Well, yeah, you want it. Uh, you don't want to drag into, you know, training camp or anything like that, because then it could really get messy. Because if I'm JJ's agent, he he's not him. going. He ain't showing the camp. Yeah, I'll um, take him off the field myself. If he's out on the field, <laughs> first day of training, I will go out on that field. I will grab him and I will bring him to the sideline with myself. Yeah, Joe, you, Joe, you mentioned something interesting too. Just uh, you know, because there's a talk about ah, would Cousins take a hometown discount? There's such inherent pressure from the union stuff because. These contracts set bars for they set for the next guy. They don't want you taking home count, even if you felt it compelled to do it, because that's what uh, players do. Just as we're saying, Tyreek kills thirty million for JJ. That's a starting point. You want it to be, yep. and and from the league's perspective, I'm sure they don't like precedence of guaranteed contracts, because you don't want somebody coming to you know whoever the next team and saying, well, you know, cousins got his fully guaranteed and we want, you know, so there is that uh, you're operating on your own behalf. Yes. But I think there is other factors and, and I don't know if it's pressure, but just kind of an understanding that uh, you're helping, you know, set kind of the market for the next guys behind you. Absolutely. And the league conversely does the same exact thing. They, Mm -hmm. they don't want guarantees. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they exist, but they don't want, I mean, if 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 Justin Jefferson, let, let's just say that he's willing to sign a five-year contract, but the first three years are completely guaranteed. That means his buddy Jamar Chase is going to try to get four <laughs> years guaranteed, which yeah. is great for those guys. Yep. But, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of in, inherent pressure here from, as you said, Chip, yeah. the PA and the league itself to avoid these things or to get what you want. And so I do think that there is a different discussion here, especially on the Jefferson contract. That goes yeah. well beyond a Vikings discussion. It's a precedent discussion. Well, that's it. Yeah, and that's and and that, you know, that's why it's going to take longer than probably everybody would want because these are, uh, you know, factors that you don't really deal or you don't deal with in every other contract negotiation. Roscoe. All this, and you guys haven't even mentioned another name that the Vikings need to figure out what to do with Daniil Hunter. When does he get his? Does he I'm not right. get his? I'm losing hope on this one. I get I more I think about I, it. I'm losing hope, Chipper. Judd, I think he's going to get a big deal somewhere. And Chicago, just, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, that would be fun. People mention Jacksonville a lot. Is that uh, who well, they're looking for? Their edge, their edge is a free agent himself, and he might yeah. leave and he might be kept. Chicago makes a ton of sense, though. Yeah, that would be. Because they've got be sweat enough. now, right? And they, they just yeah. signed him to an extension. I mean, the Chicago Bears, I know they've been, you know, two years ago, dumpster fire. Yeah. Last year, same record as the Vikings, so let's not call them a dumpster fire. But um, I think the Bears are very Caleb cool. Williams. Yeah. I think the Bears are going to comp- – I think the Bears <laughs> oh. have a very good chance, if all goes right, a quarterback. That's a big if. To compete yeah. for the NFC North title next season. Also, yeah, Judd and Chip, very, very quickly. I'm sorry, Chip. Yeah. No, the no, no, Bears no. have been a dumpster fire forever. 
the last few years or going back two years, Judd, they were a dumpster fire by intention. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, this well, is all part. This is all part of their plan. True. True. Yeah, and and you know, to to get this to where you're in position to draft Caleb Williams and you know another great player at, at number nine. And what do you think Justin Fields will command on the trade market? Second round pick and maybe another another like fourth round pick, and and that's in, in, a very intriguing question. Because I saw, I think it was on ESPN's NFL show a couple of days ago, they're pushing for Fields to Atlanta, which I think Cousins to the Falcons makes a, a ton of sense. The Falcons yeah. also have the eighth pick, but I think Fields lives there, and okay. so there, so and he, you know, he would be, um, he certainly wouldn't command what Kirk is going to get on the open market via a trade. And you gotta believe the Bears are probably gonna draft Caleb. I they're not walking away from that that, that option. So so they can they can put out to whatever. Or Pittsburgh, here's maybe, a chipper. Yeah, I maybe Pittsburgh, maybe Pittsburgh. I mean, the thing is, is like you can, and they're smart to play this. Ah, maybe we'll hold on the fields. Oh, maybe gotcha. We'll, you know, to see what teams would be willing to move up to give you Caleb Williams. They're not passing on a chance to draft Caleb Williams because imagine there's no guarantees, but you look at his skill set and, and uh, just how creative he is. What if you don't draft him and he goes somewhere and he becomes the player that people think he is and you didn't, you know, you didn't open that door and walk through it. They're not doing that. Um, I agree. So I, yeah, I mean, the second for fields. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hadn't heard the Atlanta one. I, Pittsburgh is one that's been mentioned a lot. So that's going to, you know, you're going to add more ammunition. I think they have, was it four or five picks in the top uh, one fifth, one twenty-five? Bears. So they're going to, yeah. Well, they got one. They got nine. I mean, they've got an embarrassment of of yeah. future riches, high end. potentially yeah. high yeah. end riches. Absolutely. Cousins yeah. to the Falcons to me still makes a ton of sense. Yeah, they got the uh, yeah, room. Because... They got the tools. Yeah, and he's you know his wife's from that area. Uh, right. The OC is a is a McVeigh disciple, like O'Connell yeah. is. Like, there's a lot of things there, and yeah, he's he is. Uh, so I I think his wife was what his wife grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta. I think so. Yeah, that's what it was. You, you know, to go back uh, go back to Ross's uh, initial point about uh, Daniil, I I think someone's going to give him a big contract, and I when you start figuring out the math, and I mean, I know there's a way to structure contracts where you push the money into the future. But when you're talking JJ and Christian Darisaw is going to need big money and whatever you do at quarterback. Now, obviously yep. if you part ways with Kirk, you can make it, you can make it work. But yep. if you, if you, if you bring back Kirk, I just, I don't know where the money you're going to have the money. Cause I think he's just going to get a big deal. Which leads me back to the most important question. And that, that's this, where do the Vikings perceive the Vikings are? Like where well, are like, like, okay, you could be competitive, but let's for one second, let's just take being competitive off the table and let's go all into an end of the pool. Like, where yeah. are the Vikings? So if Daniil leaves, your defense has suffered a huge blow. It's yeah, oh yeah. I mean, their defense, I think they're a long ways away, to be honest with you. I mean, as great as we all think Brian Flores is as a coach, when you look at the the personnel, I think they have so many needs there. But 
this this is the fundamental question that everything revolves around. Um, we all know that if it the wild went through this, Judd, where they're good, not great, but good, not losing. They're a French playoff team more times than not. They're competitive. Almost always, you felt like you had a chance going into every game. Just getting the playoffs, and you never know. Yep. <laughs> and that's the, know I know, I know. But, and that's a that's a that is a comfortable place to be, versus uh, what Chicago went through the last couple of years, right? Which is not probably fun. Or the Blackhawks right now, same thing. But but it, it's also a hard, uncomfortable conversation to say. Are we really a contender? Like, are we in that? Right. Or are we just a a, a a good team that can get in the playoffs, but really are you gonna make any kind of run? Those are that that's a that is a I feel like it's we're perpetually in that state in this state. Correct. <laughs> right. Well we seem happy to be and we seem we seem happy to be in that state, but then we it's not bad, it's not a bad place to be. But then we get upset that we don't have titles. I can I tell you exactly why you don't have titles because I you're know. perpetually in a state. And look, you know what, Chipper? Um, <laughs> especially in foot- get fired up here in football and like hockey. Place, John. It's a comfort. You know what place though? The comfort place. So so the so the overriding philosophy is get in the tournament and who knows, right? Yeah, I feel I, that's. I feel like when we were kids, yeah, that that was a lot more possible in like football and hockey. Than now, yeah. like I watch, yeah. watch the watch the you know the the conference championship games in football, the Super Bowl. Those teams didn't luck their way there. No, they're well, stacked. They're built. And the other thing is, football. You know, when you see what Mahomes can do, it's not just like, well, let's just go in there and see what happens. No, it's like that guy's <laughs> right. not losing. Let's see what happens. I've know? said this before, but I also think the way the Vikings are currently constructed, if you get to the playoffs at 10 and seven, this team is not winning two or three road games to get to the Super Bowl. No. That's not going to happen. No, no. Be- because, you know, Mahomes can do that. He can pull a team. And, and and I shouldn't just say Mahomes. They had a really, really good defense. It's your best defense they've had in his tenure there. So, yep. So that, that's the, that's the, uh, that should be, you know, they should have one of those, uh, what do they call those getaways retreats? They should have a Ziggy retreat where they go to where would they go? Northern Minnesota, like some big nice uh, like cabin. They yeah, Brainerd. They go to Brainerd. They go to Brainerd. You have Ziggy, Mark, Lenny, Quasi, the kids, all the kids. <laughs> all the There's kids. more Wilf kids now in charge of the team. <laughs> and Kevin, and then we, and then they light some candles, yep. bring in some bottle of wine, have some steak. And like, where are we? Fundamental question, where are we? And then you go around and you get the answer. And get on the same page, though. Get on the yeah. same page. Because, like, if you bring Kirk back um, and you don't bring Daniil back, like, can you really with a straight f- face go to Flores? But then, but then, oh, so so let's say you do that. The 11th pick almost certainly has to be used on, on an edge rusher. It can't be used on a quarterback. Yeah. Because well, why would sure, you yeah. then draft a quarterback if you think you're going to contend? I just it's it's to me it's become a perpetual state of confusion. So Chipper, how many times since we covered that team together? And the answer is a few. But how many times have you thought this team is ready to pop? Nine, uh, 
Oh, nine. In 2010, when they brought. Yep. Not, oh, no, nine, oh, 10. Like that team you looked at, it's like, this is a team capable of winning the Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. I remember, I think it was in I, training camp in 09, I want to say. And, and I, I didn't appreciate this until until it actually took place. John Clayton, the, the great the great late John Clayton, w- was doing his training camp tour. And I was talking to him, and he's like, this team, if this team gets a quarterback, look out. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You think so? He's like, no. They're, I've seen a bunch yeah. of teams. They're great. And he was a thousand percent right. Yeah, and well, th- that influenced my thinking of, okay, so there are times that you can look at a team and say, okay, this team is on the precipice of something special with a quarterback, for instance. Well, and I, you know, I remember last year when the, when the 49ers were in town for that joint practice and just seeing that team and the players they had and the size and the athletes. And you're like, you know, and this is yep. when Agreed. they weren't really sure who the quarterback was, but this looked like a, a, you know, a championship team, but yeah, I mean, you go back to the old nine. I, and we, I saw our good friend, George Stewart, the former wide receivers coach here. He's a, uh, kind of a, a supervisor for officials for the NFL now. He goes around to different camps. But he was in camp this year, and, and me and Seifert were talking to him. And I said, Stu, at 09, I don't know if you'll ever – how do you get over that? And he's like, I, I'm still sick to my stomach, Chip. I'm still sick. You know, I Stu. Oh, because, yeah, I'm just still sick to my stomach. I mean, that team, you could tell me. I don't care who won it. I felt like that, that Vikings team should have won the Super Bowl that year. They were that good. Oh, yeah. Um, when you look at how many Hall of Famers were on that team or all pro players, that's a team that was ready to contend, Judd. Yeah, and unfortunately, they didn't understand that for 2010, you were going to have to make some changes. Like, they just tried to run. You know, football, you can't run everything back. You can run a lot yeah. back. Um, I, was, like, I was okay with it, though. I was okay. Well, I was at the time, too. I learned – after yeah, they did yeah. it, I'm like, okay, that was the problem. But to your point, when your quarterback doesn't want to play, you have to drag him back. Well, and Sidney Rice and Sidney Rice screwed him, and then they but didn't the tell Brett Sidney no. Rice is out. I still remember asking Favre if you had known, because it was clear he didn't know. If you had known yeah. Sidney Rice was going to take a powder, would you have come back? And I think he goes, "That's a good question." Which meant no. But yeah. your, but your San Francisco point is spot on. That is when you watch that team, and still oh. now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, they they've done a marvelous job of basically punting on the quarterback they thought was going to be for Purdy. So that's sort of odd. But when yeah. you watch that team as a whole, you see that they are in a window, right? Like they are in a special yeah. window. How often have the Vikings been there? And that's the thing is like this team's not in that window. Like so, you're going to get in the tournament. So okay, yeah. you're not in a window. I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, Judd. I honestly think there's only because the NFL changes so much and it's so uneven and, uh, and you know, turbulent this year, you're good. That next year, you're not good for whatever reason, injuries, blah, blah, blah. I think there's only a select few people that are really have windows. The Niners because of the roster, Mahomes, Josh Allen. When you have a superstar quarterback, there's a window or a star studded lineup like, the 49ers roster have, which a bunch of all pros, that's a window. We talk about windows with all these teams, but so much changes year to year. This like, really, what is a window? You know? Um, it, so it I starts don't, with good lines, chip. Well, that's it. Yeah. It starts well, with that, really good lines. 
but I think they're I think the uh I think the Vikings are definitely in this weird state of not knowing what they are. If they're contending, if they're competitive yeah. rebuilding, if they're I just it's agree. They're in this murky area and we'll know by May first, when's the draft or whenever? April twenty fifth. By the we'll way, know by May, we'll know by yeah. our draft party. If you want to show <laughs> hey, up to Scoggins, right. we're going to have internet. Come. Yeah, I, I'll come. We're gonna wow, know what they we think. got it. I'll believe it when I see it. Every year you tell me you're coming, and then you get I busy. Know. I know. Uh, we'll know what they think about themselves here in short order. And here's one. Here's one for you guys on Texans Daily. I think we'll find out this year if the Texans are entering a window with C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Like that's I said, fair. if you, um, that's fair. I mean, we need to see more from him. Yep. But, but I, I, I think with like, when I say window, like when you have Mahomes. Yep. You know, they're going to be in it this year. Win as many Super Bowls as you can with Mahomes. Yep. And then it's going to turn over with Josh yep. Allen, try to get there. And, you know, um, that, that type of window. Now there's windows where, Hey, you got a rookie quarterback who lives to the playoffs and you, you think everything's going to be great here. Uh, when when I say windows, I mean like really you're winning at the highest. You know you're going to be in the conference championships, you know three out of the next five years or whatever. I think my problem is this: I don't know, and and we don't know enough about them yet. I don't know that the Vikings understand how to construct the window to open it for themselves. That's what I need to find out. That's what I yeah. need to see. I'll give Spielman credit for one thing, and this is why in 2018 I didn't criticize him one bit. That team coming out of, of 17 great defense had a lot of yeah. really nice parts and he's like i haven't found a quarterback yet i'm gonna go yeah. sign kirk cousins now it has not worked as expected or hoped but i like he capitalized on a window that he tried it didn't work yeah but he knew what he was trying to do it and makes sense know what they're like to your point chipper it feels like they're sort of flailing about and trying to serve two masters they're trying to serve the wilfs let's be competitive but their their vision should be how do we actually build this thing up? And meanwhile, Ryan Poles went to Chicago, and he might get fired and be terrible. But he knew what he was doing. And and as Ross said here, the Bears have five picks in rounds one through four, one nine and seventy five in the first three. That's understanding yeah. what you want to do. Well, and and as painful as this might be for Vikings fans to hear, I think the Packers have a plan. They got their quarterback and they got the youngest roster in the NFL. Yeah. And yeah. And they got a bunch of picks this this draft. So they I think their plan is they know what they're doing. They're building a they turn that roster over. They got young and they got the quarterback they hit on, you know. So yeah, it's we need a name for this state that the Vikings are in. I gotta <laughs> I gotta come up with one. <laughs> I'm not I don't have it right off the top Purple of my head. Purple purgatory. Purple, that's yeah. what they're in. They're that's in what it is. We're in purple purgatory. <laughs> that's what you got to rename this show. Purple purgatory. Bringing How do we you get out of here? Until they win a Super Bowl, in which case we can cancel all programming here because the goal will be delivered. That's right. I know. Oh, gosh. Roscoe, final thought? Uh, the, my only final thought is that Chip somehow put in perpetual state in this state in one sentence. And I... <laughs> I, I haven't been able to get that out of my head for the last 20 right. minutes. I I just, I, I continue to think guys, uh, th this is it. And we've talked about this numerous times and I said it 15, 20 minutes ago, 
if Kwesi and KOC don't get the next two months right, they won't be here much longer. So it's a very exciting time, I think, for fans. For them, it's probably, I don't know, maybe nervous time, but this is also what they're paid to do. And I mm-hmm. hope that they're looking at this as a great opportunity. And to your point, Chip, if I got Kirk Cousins on a two-year deal and I knew I was going to have him for two years, but I really like that quarterback at 11, and I know it flies in the face of what Judd says, and I do agree with you. Would need a, you likely need an edge rusher if Daniil leaves. But if I really like the quarterback that's there at 11, yep. well, then I just I, I take him and I make him push Kirk Cousins a little bit. That's what I would do. You have yeah. to have the exit plan from Kirk Cousins at some point, and you don't know what next year will bring. So if you have the chance this year, I think you have to do it. Yeah, if, if you feel like you fall in love with the quarterback and he's there at 11, you have to take him because this is not a one-year thing. This is That would be a you know, a, a future thing and a long-term thing. And so it would it would definitely – you wouldn't get the edge rusher or the defensive tackle or the, you know, the top-flight cornerback that you desperately need. But nothing's more important than solving it, the quarterback position. If it's truly a negotiation and it's being done in good faith, then this would never happen. But you tell Kirk Cousins – Hey, we'll give you two gears guaranteed, but you got to give us a chance if we want to to seek trading you next offseason, which he would never agree to, but at least he'd get his money that way. But then you'd have to find a team that could actually take, take that $35 million yeah, cap. And it's guaranteed yeah. at that point in time. Yeah. Knows. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, boys. Good stuff. Uh, Chip, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks on Purple Access. All right. See you, boys. Later. See you later. Purple Purgatory. Yeah. <laughs>